Hello, and welcome back to Part of the Story, Red Deer Public Library's official podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Brown, and today we are joined by a guest, Alyssa Braun. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Lovely to have you. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of a conversation with Alyssa. We're going to talk a little bit about book talk, bookstagram, the book clubs here at the library, and then as always, our reading, watching, listening, and we'll finally have a new voice for that. <laughs> it's been a little while. So um, just to get into it a little bit more about you, Alyssa, can you give our listeners a little bit of a background about you academically or personally, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, so I mean, I've been working with uh, Red Deer Public Library since fall 2019. Prior to that, I did a BA in Greek and Roman studies. That's awesome. <laughs> with a minor in contemporary dance. Weird As one combo. does. Yes, yeah. of course, right? Um, one of my projects did blend. Uh, we looked at the art on some gla- classical Greek pottery, and I like blended a dance project with That's it. That's really cool. Which was really cool. Yeah, I, I, learned, I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, and then after I did that BA, I did the library information tech program so tried to find a little blend wasn't sure what I wanted and here I am and then you fell back into libraries yes (laughs) so are you like a longtime library user like were you a library user as a kid as a teen etc yes as a kid I was one of those that would get off the bus on Fridays and we'd hit the library first take out a big massive stack and then we'd hit the (laughs) we'd hit the video store after obviously so it'd be about about an hour in the library an hour in the video store because I could never decide what I wanted and then I'd probably finish a book Friday night before well I mean you had the time exactly and (laughs) I was a speed reader way back when I'd say it still I'm a bit of a speed reader now but nowhere near that same same pace now we have adult responsibilities yes we do (laughs) so it's definitely more of a library user back in the day. Yeah. And then I found that I fell out a little bit more in high school. Once Same. Yeah. School responsibilities and reading, as well as during university, because I had a lot of papers to yeah. read. And reading was not so much a pleasure at that point. Exactly. And did you find after you were done university that it was hard to get back into pleasure reading? Like that your brain had sort of like tricked yourself into thinking that it was work? I mean, yes, and I had to find the right genres and the right authors to pull me in, and I don't know if, I'm not a historical fiction reader, and that's what I read pretty much exclusively (laughs) after my BA, which was very interesting, and I read a lot of, a lot of World War II historical fiction, but that was when there wasn't as many as there were. It sort of really has popped off in the last, like, five years. Yes, and... I was really interested in Russian history. Oh, wow. So I kind of went that route with a lot of newer World War II. Mm-hmm. The Bronze Horseman. I don't know if you've read that one. I am familiar. Okay, so yeah. that was a... <laughs> I, have, I am not a rereader, as you know. I have reread that series many times. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a good note. It's always been on my TBR. I think I picked up like a used copy at the used bookstore here. Because, yeah, it's always it's always mentioned. It's always on lists and whatever. So you think, oh, I'm going to have it in my collection for that moment that it's really the moment. And I just haven't got to it yet. But knowing that you've reread it that many times, interesting. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. not a rereader. New I'm a huge well. rereader. Alyssa, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... When we're getting into a conversation a little bit about book top and book talk and bookstagram, can you give us a little bit of a primer on what we mean when we say those things and where you find these communities? Well, with bookstagram, book Instagram, book talk, book TikTok. <laughs> so they're basically the the niche areas of those social media platforms where all the book lovers congregate. Yes. And also publishers and authors and people who are aspiring authors. It's a very interesting mix because in a lot of like review communities, reviews are for the reader. But in these overlapping communities now of Bookstagram and BookTok, there's a lot of publisher influence. There's a lot of authors that would come across probably just in their feeds, uh, their books being reviewed, perhaps negatively, but hopefully positively. And it's it's a very interesting mix that we're seeing now in social media. It is. And I mean, it, it can be a very positive place, but it can also be a very negative place. I have like, I have had chat conversations with authors, like independent authors, and they are lovely human beings. Mm-hmm. And I never would have been able to chat with them before being on Bookstagram. Yeah. 
Um, so I assume this is coming up as a question. I is, have a yeah. bookstagram. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book talk, but I don't really use it. I browse <laughs> and I'm too lazy for video content at the moment. <laughs> I'm too busy. Let me, <clears throat> yeah, too busy. Yes. Much, much. <laughs> um, so before we get into your uh, space as a creator, um, can you let us know a little bit of about when you started following the online book community and sort of what spurned you? Like, was there a particular book that you were just like, I want to hear everyone's opinions or were you more an aesthetic feed kind of person? Oh, that's a good question. And I, the only reason that I found the Bookstagram community was because a longtime friend from university times, uh, she started her own bookstagram and I followed her on just regular Instagram. And then I got jealous because she was getting free books and (laughs) And she has a very aesthetic purpley pink, like bright feed. Okay. And she just persuaded me to join in that space. So I, there was no specific book or author or anything. It was, it was Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel like there's nothing that sort of persuades a reader more to do anything than if they're like, here, have a free book. Like, <laughs> we like free books. Yep. Can't. Um, so once you decide to become a creator and you're in that space on Bookstagram, and when we say Bookstagram, it is on Instagram under a tag like Bookstagram, or if you search that, you'll find a lot of different creators. Um, you can find Alyssa there, and it's at Cats and Bookstacks on Instagram. And I would say that your feed is also very aesthetic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, not it's... purple and pink. But there can be, but it's, it's cats and books. It's cats, it is, yep. So three cats might be in the picture, depending. So, I mean, what could be better than that? So when you started being a creator in the space, um, did you feel any pressure to have a particular type of content? Did you feel like you had to feature the books that everyone was talking about, the ones that you see every two, three posts? Yes. 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 For that the... initial, like dip in the water did you feel like I need to be on something that's popular so that they're they're finding me and seeing what else I might have to offer yes at the beginning you can definitely tell that the bigger accounts and I'm saying like 10,000 plus followers they post new releases they post popular books and a lot of the content can be sometimes repetitive when you look at the 20 like big accounts right And so at the beginning, when you're trying to make your way in, it definitely feels like you have to post popular things. And I am a very big mood reader (laughs) and I like to read a little more obscure titles and it's not all about the numbers. It's never about, you know, the likes, the follows, but it is disheartening to see somebody who posts only a popular fantasy novel versus something that is newer, a more diverse author, a different different type of content, and you get nothing. There's nowhere no traction. Near. Yeah. So I have at this point, I've been on Bookstagram since May twenty twenty one. So we're eh, a little you know, over a year. A little yeah. over a year. But at this point I've just decided I'm posting what I want to post. Yeah. People never know what I'm gonna post one day, I think Today I posted about a new thriller, and yesterday I posted. I can't even remember. It, the days just. <laughs> it was. I think it was. I think a, there was a fantasy romance. This yes, week for sure. Yeah, there was, was a fantasy romance. There was. Yeah. Like I post. Nobody knows what to expect, and there are definitely some curated feeds that only do thriller or horror. Yeah. Or only do romance, and they gain a ton more followers more quickly. Yeah. But. That's not why I'm there on that community. And I mean, that's... And that's not the type of reader you are. Exactly. So really, you're looking to build community with a readership similar to your own interests, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, you want to try something different or you want to read that horror, but then now you also want to read a fluffy monster romance or whatever it is, right? And a lot of people, I think... Um, just in conversation that we have, you know, in the library with coworkers or some of our book club members, a lot of people discover different reads through your feed, like, to be honest, because it is, you, you know, you start because you're like, oh, yeah, I read that book and she liked it. I liked it. So let me see what else she's posting about. What else does she like? What else is she highlighting? Because then you're like, 
Well, maybe mm. I should try that one. Well, exactly. And I I post mostly reviews. Mm-hmm. There are many accounts that post aesthetic pictures yeah. and just like book features or they'll post funny content from books or talk about different genres, uh, less reviews. And those accounts definitely get a little bit more traction because they're just like throwing books at you. But yeah. I personally like to find the reviews because I want to know what people like, what they didn't like. And oftentimes what somebody doesn't like about a book is what I Is what you're looking read. for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one-star reviews draw and me in most of the time. that if... If Goodreads were done in a different way, that reviews could be more easily followed and discoverable, um, I think that would be a really great platform that you wouldn't really need, like, Bookstagram for, like, the review type of content. But, I mean, it must be fairly time-consuming and a little bit, you know, mentally taxing to create these reviews. And even in the back of your mind, if you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter, you want them to find an audience because you, you're a reader. You want to be sharing what you've liked or what you've loved or even what you didn't like because you want to find community in the rant. A hundred percent. And that's the, the, there is a lot of effort put in and yeah, you could just throw a book on a table and take a picture. Uh, I am a perfectionist and I (laughs) batch take my photos when the light is just perfect (laughs) from my living room. And then the cats must be behaving as well. And it is, it's unfortunate to see that, you know, some posts don't perform as well because it's a lesser known book and it's an amazing book and you know that people are going to like it. Yeah. So you try to shape the review in a way of highlighting the themes or the tropes. As the more buzzwordy, hashtagable Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's been a really lovely community. I've made, I have, I have a few friends in Texas, Michigan, like uh, Oregon some people in Australia and Europe and it's been really cool like I I have regular group chats with folks around the world where I'm currently buddy reading a book it's probably going to take us two months to read (laughs) because it's a big chunky book but we're all in different places and it's really nice and that's kind of been the uh the escape yeah especially with the current pandemic well it's also interesting because it's like a string that connects people from all different types of background it doesn't matter that you're you know living in red deer alberta you can still have something in common with someone in australia with someone in europe with someone in montana wherever it is right and i think sometimes we forget that because we get very um focused on what we have or what we don't have and then you think that whatever's happening is happening to you only or whatever you like you like only because you haven't seen it somewhere else and then to find community is really encouraging it is yeah and that's the bookish bookish people are really lovely and most of the time it's very positive we we will not tolerate um you know anything inappropriate and people will get called out on that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so it can be so it keeps everyone accountable yes yeah and that can be a good thing it can also spiral into something bigger (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen it as bad on Bookstagram. Book talk can, can get quite... Yes. A little toxic. Yes. Yeah. But it'll, that space, because it's video content, people can just go on and It's more rant. quickly concern, uh, consumed. Yes. Yeah. And not as, not as easily scrollable, especially if somebody has something very pretty and aesthetic. As soon as they start rambling, you might start listening, or yeah. they have fun transitions and things, then it's... I think it's it's not as easy to just scroll past text true like you're either invested or you're not yes yeah yeah straight away so a little bit about going into like toxic communities and things like that what do you make of some of the criticism of people saying i only see the same books in my feed i only like there's only the same constantly featured again and again on book talk and bookstagram i know that I am a voyeur of the community. I'm not a participant in the community. Um, but I think at first, um, and maybe this has been your experience on Book Talk, Book Talk especially, was you'd see the same books again and again. Every three, four videos would be like a Colleen Hoover, or it would be Twilight inexplicably, even though it's quite old, or Harry Potter or whatever it is. And it's like, we know about these books. I want to be hearing something else. I want to, yeah, be seeing a POC author. I want to 
you know, be hearing about the fantasy that's coming out three months from now. I don't need to know something that's come out 12 years ago. And I love that these authors are getting popular again or having their sales rejuvenated. But what do you make? And now my, my feed is quite different because it's all based on what you're interacting with. So what do you make of that criticism that to do that is sort of just for the likes, just for the views? and whether you're really creating enough for the community to sustain it. If you're enjoying what you're posting and what you're sharing, then have at her. Yeah. But if your complaint is that this is all you're seeing, then you need to diversify who you're following, including content and authors, like the content creators. Follow other people. Follow readers that read different genres. And... Uh, diversify your own personal reads because then more people are likely to find you try not to just read North American authors Mm -hmm. or European authors like read POC authors read like 2S LGBTQ plus and once you start doing it then more people will come to you and you'll probably see more just because you'll acknowledge that you, you see it on your feed and you'll click on it because you are also becoming more aware. So, so would you think that as it boils down, like the reader is responsible in that situation? Like if you're seeing the same thing again and again, it's because you're interacting. It's because you're not seeking out a different readership. Possibly. And I mean, the algorithm, we can't control that. It's true. But if you're clicking on the same content all the time, it's going to feed you the same. It does, exactly. Yeah. So do the work yourself and then hopefully you'll see more, but you do have to put the effort in. And So now that you are sort of curating your own list and your, and, or in your own feed and you've been in the community for over a year now, do you ever still feel that um, sort of pressure to highlight a particular book that's coming out or the pressure to revisit one that maybe you read 10 years ago but is now someone's you know new favorite hottest thing um I mean does the pressure exist or do you think no like because you're not a rereader do you think I'm not I'm not interested in revisiting that at present I want to find the next thing I'm 100% finding the next thing and uh sometimes through bookstagram there'll be stack challenges where people will say oh post like a bumblebee stack so black and yellow covers or spines and whatnot (laughs) or you'll post a a flat lay of a different genre or like any sort of fun challenges oh one that's going around recently was the clue challenge so it was who so you find a book that has a title of like a character a person uh, what and then where, like how they killed them. So oh, finding something cute. that's a murder weapon yeah. and then where a location. So that kind of stack is super fun. So maybe, And then it freshens it for you too. They're not constantly thinking, I have to write this review because that's the content that I would want to see from someone in Bookstagram. And then you get to have like this little fun post where you get to sort of play a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, the stacks are great, though they're not great for people who don't have... Uh, as many books in their own personal library. Very true. Uh, So it's not as accessible in that sense. Uh, And I was not someone who owned a lot of books. Now that has changed. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have a big library when I was younger at home, and then now now things have exploded, and I had to move our DVD collection to put my books. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, a good problem to have. (laughs) Exactly. I I can't complain. But having... Posting these stacks, then that might be a place where I post something popular and use that tag Mm -hmm. because those often do get more traction because you have used a hashtag for the authors and the titles Mm. and you tag publishers. Maybe it's a publisher stack and that gives you just a little bit more traction for people to find you. Higher visibility. Yes. Yeah. And then... And then they, they, people never know that the next day I'm going to post a monster romance. <laughs> <laughs> and then my follower count goes down. <laughs> yeah. Or like a horror horror. Yes. For example, um, we are recording this in September. You will hear this in October. But today, Alyssa's prompt question was, would you survive a horror movie? 
I would love to think that I would. In my heart of hearts, I know that I would not. I don't have the drive to live through a zombie apocalypse. I don't want to be a zombie, but also I'd just be like, you know what? It's been a good run. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> Somebody responded, uh, yes, I'd survive as long as I was not the slowest person. <laughs> but eventually you would be. Exactly. So, like, how far are you going to run, you know? <laughs> and I really like um, that you do that type of sort of call and answer question because like today was about a thriller um that you had posted but you had this like cute little question so that even if your reader was like oh i've read that book or that one's not for me because of the trigger warnings which you always provide which i'm sure is very appreciated by your readership as well then you can still play and be a part of the community and what's happening on your feed right yeah and the the question of the day kind of things they're they're all about engagement and it builds that sense of community and i do get to chat and chat with my followers more by asking i often try to do a silly question or something somewhat related but i think it's more accessible because then people don't feel weird about engaging with you because they have this little opening exactly for the conversation yeah and trying to not ask something that uh, takes too much thought yeah. as well. Because, I mean, everyone's just scrolling. You have how many seconds before somebody scrolls past? Yeah. You got to give them a question that they can be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> the other day I asked, what colors are you wearing? Yeah. So just think, oh, look down at yourself. Oh, I'm wearing, you know, red today yeah. or whatever. So things like that bring the boost, the engagement, but also boost that feeling and sense of community. And I do have quite a few friends in our group in there who will comment on each other's comments and then we'll tag other people and then it'll just bring that, bring the visibility higher again. Which is great, especially when you're putting in the time and the effort to really be a part of it and to create something. Do you have any advice for any of our listeners that may be thinking, I want to be a part of the Bookstagram community as a creator? If you're thinking about doing it, I'd say just do it. Anybody who is already part of the Bookstagram community or BookTok, I mean, I can't speak about BookTok. Let's just say Bookstagram. (laughs) Anybody who's already part of that would be happy to provide insight if you're unsure. Mm -hmm. You don't need to have fancy props. You don't need to have your own purchased books. You could use library books. Uh, a lot of ebooks or e-audio that I listen to, I put a like a tablet down and take a flat lay so I have the camera up above. And then I use Canva and put the book cover on top. So and Canva is a free tool for yes. those who are not familiar. It's a free uh, graphic design exactly. tool basically. So yeah, you don't have all the features in the free account, but you have a lot of features that could definitely help you do something like that. Yeah, so I mean, you don't have to, and you don't even have to take a picture. You could make posts in Canva. Uh, some people will take a photo just out in the world and then put a book cover on top of it. Um, so there's lots of different ways to go about it. Don't worry about finding your aesthetic right off the bat. You'll find something that works for you. And if you just want to post about your current read and ask a question or ask if people have already read it, that's perfectly fine. You do not have to review books. Um, but so there's, so there's no pressure to create a specific kind of content. No. It's find what you enjoy making mm-hmm. to be a part of the community. hundred percent. And I mean, if some people post four to seven times, I mean, some people post every single day. Some people post twice a day. <laughs> some people post a picture and a reel every single day. These are full-time bookstagrammers. (laughs) (laughs) They are full-time workers, plus they, like, batch create everything. So if you're only posting once a week... You're doing better than me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't... There's no expectations. Though, once you get a little bit further and you want to um, potentially reach out to publishers or uh, do book tours so that they, they would send you a book and that you'd participate in a... Uh, cover reveal yeah or yeah review Um, process yeah you'd pick a day of whatever and you'd have to post on that sharing a book cover uh you know like having a bit of an aesthetic or some sort of style is definitely useful but the most important thing is your enthusiasm Mm -hmm. for what you're doing 
and that's what really matters and you don't want to burn out it's very good very, advice it's yeah. very easy to burn out creating content takes a lot of effort um it takes a lot of creativity oh, so does. much creativity and sometimes you just don't even want to write the caption you have a beautiful photo and they say <laughs> i don't even know what else to post so you just post it with a question post it with a quote yeah whatever it doesn't matter but finding what brings you joy is most important and i think that's i think your audience sees that then too like if you're having fun if you're enjoying what you're doing then your audience will say this is fun this is a good place to be this doesn't feel like work Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if it is work for the creator it doesn't it doesn't feel like it to the viewer or the Mm -hmm. listener or the reader whomever it might be exactly and you can share as much or as little about yourself as well Mm -hmm. Uh, we do find that the more a little more personal that you are it's easier to connect with rather than you just that being sense. but you know yeah. an internet but if you're not comfortable with that at first then you don't have to exactly yeah <laughs> or if you have pets people always love to see pet pictures it's so true so, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so here at the library we are creating our own communities in a myriad of different ways and one of my favorites and I think Alyssa's as well is book clubs Uh, we are really expanding book clubs this fall which is super exciting because you'll be listening to this podcast during Canadian Library Month so happy October Um, one of our most long well not one of our most the most long-running book club here at the library is Fireside Readers so Alyssa do you um do you have any experience with Fireside Readers? Do you have any um, insights that you might want to share with our listeners about their titles or their times? <laughs> I have personally never attended their book Me club. either, but they seem like they always have really good times. I guess. I mean, <laughs> they've been at it for many. I think many. it's 20 plus years, yeah. to be honest with you. I think, I think they're on their third host, but I think the club under that banner has been 20 years. They're a well-oiled machine by this point. And they choose their books by member. They do. And I think that that's a cute, because obviously they have a membership that is very dedicated to the club and has been for a number of years. So they choose their books every June, if I do believe. I believe. And then the members will sort of lead those discussions. The chooser will lead the discussion, which I really do like. And I think it's a different style of library book club because they're so long running and because they know each other at this point probably fairly well. Um, They also have little Kobos. Yes, it's very cute. Which I do like also. Mm -hmm. So they're all loaded with the titles. And um, so they're library Kobos that we load with the titles. Um, but you don't have to necessarily have been a part of the club to be a part of the club. Um, they meet Wednesdays um, at the downtown branch here in the Snell Auditorium. And it's the third Wednesday of every month, September through June. September's pick is Saturday by Ian McEwen. Is that how I say that, Alyssa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> October 19th is The Woman They Could Not Silence by Kate Moore. November 16th is Five Little Indians by Michelle Good. I feel like you've read that recently. I did read that, I think, last June, last Indigenous... History Month? Yes, thank you. Yes. So, a good one, I imagine. And then December, right before Christmas, on the 21st, is Where I Belong by Alan Doyle, who is known um, as the lead singer for Great Big Sea, who I feel like was so popular when I was in high school, which is kind of super random because they're just like this weird, like Halifax band, like super, super Canadian band. But they were so popular when I was in high school and I don't, I don't really understand why. I love, I like them, but when you look at the music now, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> not, not your jam nowadays? Well, they're fine. It's just like high schoolers. I just, I can't imagine high schoolers today being like, yeah, great big C. So how the times change right (laughs) what's Um, what's really nice about fireside is that they are not stuck to a single genre no they read all over the place based on their readership based on their their book community yes and they do fiction and nonfiction. yes so i would struggle i think just personally with nonfiction. 
because I just do a little bit, um, especially because I like, as our listeners may or may not know, um, I think some of them do at this point because I've said it more than once. I like to consume nonfiction like through audiobook. That is just my preferred way of consuming nonfiction. And if the narrator doesn't have me, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I will almost never go and find the paper book. Agree. (laughs) I am the same. I flew through like a 10 hour audiobook in two days on the weekend just because I was fascinated. Yeah. And I was like, I will clean my house. Yeah. I will actually get I will find done. every little thing that I can do to continue listening to this book. Exactly. <laughs> so when the narrator's good, I'm all over nonfiction, yes. but I don't pick up paper no. nonfiction. Very, very rare for me. But again, there any of these book clubs, any, any of these uh, readings that you might come across, for us, reading is reading. Whether you're listening to that, whether you are reading it on an ebook, whether you're reading it in paper form, however you are consuming the book, reading is reading. And never feel like because you don't read visually that you're not reading or you can't be a part of a book club. Or that it's somewhat lesser or yes. greater than, nope, nope. That it's easier mm-hmm. or whatever. It's not reading is reading. And that is the, that's the hill I die on. <laughs> um, speaking of reading is reading... Every uh, second Thursday of the month, we have Any Book Book Club at the Timberlands Library. And the best thing about Any Book Book Club is what's in its title, which is basically you read anything and then you come and you talk to the group. The end. There's no assigned reading. There is no homework. It just is what it is. (laughs) So I have been the host of Any Book Book Club for a number of years now. This fall, just because of life, I am not hosting a single one until January. Oh. So you will have a roving host of many interesting co-workers of mine. So you will see them and I will be back in January to host the book club. But that's I kind of like that for any book book club a little bit because I, I'm I've known the group a long time. They know what I'm reading. I'm reading romance, basically. We all know that Claire is reading romance. Yeah, oh, 100%. So I like the idea of for a few months having these different kinds of readers in the space, in the group. And hopefully they will welcome me back when I go in January. And they won't, uh, they'll be ready to hear about all my red page romances Mm -hmm. that uh, can be a bit spicy. If I recall correctly, I am hosting in December. I believe you are. So I will, I will bring the romance to the table and get them ready for you. (laughs) Okay. Prime them, prime them. Um, And then a book that Alyssa, oh, excuse me, a book club that Alyssa and I kind of share, because if I am absent in whichever way, shape, or form, Alyssa is there to host, but she's also a dedicated participant. It's Happy Ever After Book Club. And did you want to talk a little bit about them? Uh, It's a romance book club. Bless. There (laughs) must be a happy ever after, or else it does not count as a romance. 100%. Straight to jail if it yes. doesn't have a happy ever after. <laughs> <laughs> we refuse to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have, we do a lot of uh, research into our titles. Because we're making sure. Yes. We're not being surprised no. with the mm-hmm. Nicholas Sparks ending <laughs> death. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So we have been meeting virtually mm-hmm. through Google Meet. We did that uh, since 2020. And we are still meeting virtually because our attendees come from all over, all over central Alberta, as well as some in the States. Yes. So, yay. And um, my, I make my mom come, who now lives in Winnipeg. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Yeah. <laughs> who I'm going to make listen to this episode just for that. Well, she must. <laughs> <laughs> so we are meeting Mondays. Is that the fourth, third Monday? They actually end up being the last Monday. So sometimes it's the fourth and sometimes right. it's the... That's why <laughs> yeah, I got confused. Kind of a little bit everywhere. Yeah. It's on our website in the events. There is also a Facebook group that you can join. There is, yes. And that's where you'll get the link the best as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so for September 26th, we are reading A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. October 24th is My Mechanical Romance by Alexine Farrell Fulmuth. That is a full name. That is a name. I apologize if I butchered it. (laughs) November 28th is Maggie Moves On by Lucy Score. And December 19th is Choose Your Own Holiday Romance. And we said holiday specifically because there are some like really cute all kinds of different holiday Mm -hmm. ones. So like even if it's not Christmas, even if it's like Valentine's Day, even if it's Kwanzaa, even if it's Hanukkah, it doesn't matter. 
any sort of holiday romance. Yes. I already have my eye on a couple, but I shan't spoil them. Yeah. <laughs> so please come and join us. We yes, are a lovely do. group. And you can do it from the comfort of your home in your pajamas. And we don't feel any type of way if you are doing meal prep and you just want to, you know, come in for a couple of minutes and chat and just have us in the background chatting to you. That's totally fine. Come in your pajamas. Come however you're comfortable. You also don't actually have to finish the book. 100%. Uh, This is the rule, I think, for most book clubs, but Happy Ever After especially, because I am not a fan of reading books that I don't like. For book club, if I'm hosting, I do finish them, and then I just am mad about it in the club. (laughs) But generally speaking, if you are a participant, life is too short. Read what you're enjoying. Read what you like. Maybe you're just not in the mood for it. Maybe you'll come back six months from now and it'll be the best book you ever read. So it's totally fine to just come and be a part of things and just enjoy a readership community. So very exciting times. We have three established book clubs here at the library. And what are we doing? We are establishing three more. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it's exciting times. So the first one that we want to talk a little bit about, a couple of our coworkers are going to share this club as an alternating host, and it's going to be a little bit of a cozy ro- uh, cozy romance, <laughs> you know where my head's at, a cozy mystery, and then more of like a thriller style mystery. Um, and it's afternoons on Tuesdays, the first Tuesday of every month, and it's called Afternoon Delight Book Club. And we know, we know we're being a little saucy there. We know. We're owning it. We're allowed. Yep. We're allowed. So Tuesday afternoons from 2 to 3, come on down to the downtown branch. And our first selection for this club is October 4th, Bayou Book Thief. I mean, come on, by Ellen Byron. This is a cozy mystery. And we have multiple formats. I should say, we have multiple formats of all the titles that we are discussing today. So whatever you're interested in, we should be able to find that for you. November 1st, a little bit more of a thriller with this one. And it's called I'll Be You by Janelle Brown. And December 6th is Dial A for Aunties by Jesse A. Sutano. Sutanto? Sutanto. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Um, and I have not read that one yet. I feel like you have. I have read it. And it's it sounds cute. And I think they're making a movie. Yes, they are. And yeah. the sequel to the book just came out recently this oh, year. That's why it's been on my radar. Yes, again. it yeah. is um, chaotic and funny, <laughs> and it will make an excellent, excellent film. And I think it has like it has some kind of murder or death in it, but oh. it's in like a cozy mystery type of. Way. Oh, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> there, there is a date gone wrong, and they have okay. to hide the body, and all the aunties have they're very opinionated let's say (laughs) i love it so yeah come on down you can register for all of these book clubs on our website at rdpl.org forward slash events or just search our book clubs and we will let you join them we want you to join them if you find out the day before come and join them you never have to read the book come and see how the club is and hopefully we'll see you next time that's always the thing So we have a partnership book club uh, starting up here in October as well called Rainbow Readers Book Club. It's in partnership with the Red Deer Queer Community Association. And these selections will focus on the um, LGBTQ plus community, either by authorship or by characters or by both. Um, There'll be a mix of genres um, and a mix of everything else. So it is hosted by members of the Red Deer Queer Community Association, but it is open to any Anyone in the community. They are the first Thursday of every month at DAW from 6.30 to 7.30. The first selection, which by the time you're hearing this podcast will have already passed, but perhaps you'll be interested for the next time. The first selection is All of Us Villains by Amanda Foodie. And uh, you're more than welcome to pop by. So if you identify as a member of the community, come on by. If you don't, come on by. It's for allies as well. So just come and be a part of it. Now this last one, Alyssa and I are establishing together. And because she knows <laughs> a little bit more about the logistics of everything, Alyssa, tell us a little bit about a Reader Rendezvous. So Reader Rendezvous is a book club on Discord. So solely online. Yes. No cameras. We're just typing. <laughs> yes, we're just typing. It is passive on your own time. So Discord is a chatting platform it's a social platform that is 
not like social media. There are no ads. There's no pushing of algorithm things to you. You just join. You see what you want to see. So it makes it very, a little more accessible to mm-hmm. those of us who don't necessarily want to see. And scroll a million things. And yes. Be, yeah. Yes. And so we have made our reader rendezvous as a sort of uh, bookish space for like-minded readers. Or non-like-minded readers. We'll have discussions about what we're Well, just we're like-minded readers because we're Book lovers, yes. Yes. (laughs) And so with Discord, there are different channels, so different places that you can chat. You can talk about what you're currently reading, ask for advice on what your next read should be, as well as show us pictures of your pets. Uh, Which is my favorite thread ever. Oh, it's the best one. Yes, 100%. (laughs) And if you're, you know, wanting some... You could even just message in there, say, hey, I need pet pictures today. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a, a little. Mood. Yeah, show yeah. me your pets. I We will oblige. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's sort of basically highly organized group chat. Yes. Because you have all of the different channels that are, that Alyssa set up, that are very well titled. So you know sort of what you're getting in each chat, which also helps a lot for the buddy reading. So can you explain a little bit about buddy reading and how we plan to use it? Yes, so buddy reading is, there are different definitions of it. You may have heard it if you are, um, if you have a child or somebody who is learning to read that you might sit with them and you each read a section and working together. More as, uh, as adults or further readers, let's <laughs> say, buddy reading is something where you just read the same book at the same time and you discuss together. And it is an excellent way to read books. It is so much fun and it helps with motivation. It also helps bring different perspectives Mm -hmm. to reading, uh, depending on the content, uh, maybe the authorship. It just, it's a wonderful way to read. And that's how I've made a lot of friends through Bookstagram. And by having our, our buddy read, we're reading about 100 or so pages a week over three weeks Mm -hmm. we've tried to make our selections between like 300 and 400 pages yeah so that it's not too much of an undertaking but each of those weeks those hundred or so pages has their own chat so you could read at your own pace if you were a speed reader power through it and you can make your comments in the appropriate places and not spoil it for others exactly or if you are just taking your time and enjoying it or not, either way, yeah. but if you're taking your time, then the chats will be there for you if you take longer than the three weeks. And that's kind of the beauty of it is that we're all in it kind of together. Mm-hmm. So if your library hold comes in a little bit early, you can just start. If your library hold comes in late, you can start. You Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and so there are some spoiler features, which we will discuss so that nobody gets spoiled <laughs> with it. But it's quite, it's a bit of a busy platform at first when you join but then as soon as you kind of get into it it feels a little daunting when you first join as someone who literally never joined discord until Alyssa sent me the link for this book club that we are doing um but once you really understand the channels how you click into them and all that kind of stuff it's it's fairly self-explanatory once you're in there and most people who have just joined are many of them are in the same boat So never feel like you're not the only expert in the room. Exactly. If I'm in that room, you're not alone. <laughs> yes. And we do have a, a work in progress, it, I mean, in theory, by October when this episode goes up that our website should be up to date. Yes. Uh, there is a kind of FAQ, how to Discord and all that on that website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if you're just hearing this now, we, we will have been about two weeks into this book club. Um, so don't feel like you're too late to the party. You absolutely are not. The channels are open. You can come and join at any time. And that's sort of the beauty too, because if you get busy, let's say in November, you're like, oh, I don't have, I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity for this book right now, but it sounds good. So I'm going to add it to my list. Read it in December and come back and chat in the channels in November, like for November's channels. That's fine. Uh Like it's totally fine. All the chats will be there. All the spoilers. It'll be like, hey chapter 11 these are my thoughts and then it'll be hidden and then when you're ready to read it you click on it and you can see what somebody said exactly it's it's a, it'll be beautiful it will we be. hope yes it will <laughs> we are manifesting this together yes <laughs> so if you're looking on our discord and you are wondering 
who we are because we are not using Alyssa and Claire on our Discord. Alyssa is using her her um, cats and book stacks at and I am at what CCs. So if you have questions for us specifically about something library related or if there's something going on in the community that you're not comfortable with or whatever it is, any feedback that you want to give us, send us a little personal message and we are happy to chat to you there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've we just soft launched it recently yes. and we have, we have some, some members. We yay. have some pet pictures in there. Mm-hmm. Go and look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So our October pick, which is officially kind of starting on October 3rd, that is when we'll be kind of posting... um, The first week to chat. Yeah. Yeah. um, Is The Marsh King's Daughter by Karen Dion. It is... Not a romance. No, it is not a romance. (laughs) It is a thriller. Mm -hmm. And there... I believe it's currently in post-production of a movie. I feel like I've read that as well. Yes, yeah. with, uh, is it Daisy Ridley from, who played Ray? That sounds, yeah. And then Ben Mendelsohn, who oh, I love. I do like him Yes, too. Yeah. so it, it should be good. Um, so that's October. In November, we are doing Upgrade by Blake Crouch. That one is a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I believe it is a bit of a hard science sci-fi, like genetics and things, but he's very readable. Yeah. I quite, I've enjoyed the one book that I read of him. And then in December, we are doing a classic, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I have never read it before. <laughs> I read it quite a few times. Yes, so. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I'm excited about all of them. I, I think this helps people get a little bit outside their comfort zone. And if you start a book and it's not for you, you absolutely don't have to continue. You're still welcome in that space. And there are other, you know, channels for you to have discourse in and for you to pick up the next book that's totally fine you're not committing to reading all of the books with us Ooh, never. Alyssa and I are committing to reading these books <laughs> but nobody else has to <laughs> I mean um, really you don't have to finish it other people will read it and they will yeah and if you want to know the spoil at the end of the book go to that channel and ask mm-hmm. for it <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly and it'll just be a nice way to to try something new but if you know that that month you don't want to participate, you can turn the notifications off yep. of that chat and don't have to hear anything about it, which is lovely. See, all kinds of good tips from Alyssa, who actually uses Discord. <laughs> so maybe direct any technical questions to Alyssa and not necessarily to me. I will find the answer for you, but it will take me a while. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, so yeah, so any of these book clubs, are, you're allowed to join at You're Allowed. I don't know why I say it that way. You're welcome to join um, at any time. You don't have to commit to the entire year. You don't have to commit to even the first quarter. It's just come and try them out. If you're interested in joining a book club, all of the book clubs would love to have you. So whatever sounds good to you, come on down. Come on down and be a part of a book club. Or be part of a book club virtually, either reading romance with Alyssa and I or buddy reading with Alyssa and I. Because I guess we only do book clubs together now. Apparently. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today, Alyssa. And before we go, what are you reading, watching, listening to? Let us know your book picks first. All right. So I'm currently reading about four books, but I'm just going to... As gonna, you do. As I do. <laughs> I'm not normally that much, like, that gung-ho, but... I'll just talk about two of them. Okay. Um, well, one of them is The Marsh King's Daughter by Karen Dion. Because oh, you've I'm, already started it. Good job, I'm you. doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm leading the discussion on this, so I thought that I would get a little bit ahead. And so far, I'm very intrigued, and I have a ton of flags in there for oh, like actual questions. Okay. So I'm very curious to see what everyone else thinks. Yeah. So be sure to join us. Reader Rendezvous, yep. please. And even though you're listening to this late, join us regardless. Exactly. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I, a lot of the books will probably be borrowed by that point that mm-hmm. this comes out, but you can borrow it in November, December, whenever. Well, we do plan on having a CBC available for the title in the month of October. So if, if the physical copies are out, you should be able to get it on Libby as an on-demand title. Mm-hmm. Which would be lovely. So yes. go scoop those up. Yep. And the other title that I'm reading is called These Gentle Wolves by Claire Sager. 
I'm oh, a, she's your girl. Mm, she's my, <laughs> yep. Um, I'm actually beta reading this book. Oh. Mm-hmm. So beta reading is kind of the, the second step of other people reading somebody's work in progress. Mm-hmm. So an author will draft their work. Then they will often have alpha readers who get sent the chapters as they go to give kind of feedback. And then beta readers will have access to more of the full book. Mm -hmm. And basically what we do is give reactions. You know, we like, oh, swoon, this is great. Or, oh, this was a little wonky. Like, and- Or you've dropped this plot thread. What, exactly. what happened? Inconsistencies, yeah. anything like that. Mainly uh, authors are looking for reader reactions. Yeah. And it's really awesome. It's Claire Sager is one of my... My independent author besties. I love her. Uh, if you're looking for a pirate romanticy series. And why aren't you? Well, exactly. Come on. <laughs> if you like Pirates of the Caribbean, you will like this. I keep Come meaning on. to get into that one. I have 100%. the paperbacks. Oh, bless. If you desire. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is a, a second book in a series. I don't have a date for when it's coming out, but it is giving me some like Beauty and the Beast I'm sold. Hansel and Gretel. Weird. Okay. There's a granny and a mansion, <laughs> like a, a big house and a curse. Okay. where I am currently. I don't know. It's given me all these different vibes and I'm totally here for it. So very like Twisted Fairy Tale. Yes. That yeah. is exactly. And Rose, the main character, is strong and independent and she's got her... Her iron dagger, iron, hurts Faye. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ends up having to marry this big strong beastie man uh, i hate i hate that trope oh, mm, yeah I know, claire avoids it she runs so far oh yeah beauty and the beast gross yeah yeah so i'm beta reading that one currently and it is wonderful thus far oh fantastic mm-hmm. so i recently read i really like lynn painter and i know that you do too i do i love her and i recently read she has this like little independent novella that has come out called accidentally amy about this girl, young lady, woman, who's starting a new job and she's running late and the pumpkin spice latte at the Starbucks has been called three, four times. Amy is not there. So she says, you know what, I'm Amy. I'm taking this pumpkin spice latte because I'm going to be late for my new job. And she runs into a love interest who is not uh, a stranger like she might think he is. And now she has to explain that she is, in fact, not Amy. So... It's very cute. It's very rom-com. It's very fall. It's, it was just, I really like Lynn Painter. I know that you have as well. Um, I just, she's my type of writer. I haven't been disappointed by her at all. And this one was no exception. It's, the only thing was too short. Mm-hmm. I could have, mm-hmm. I could have gone a little more. Well, that one was originally put out as a serial in mm-hmm. her newsletter. So you get chap, chapter by chapter. Yeah. And I just, I put all of those newsletters into a folder in my email and I never read them. So when I saw that Claire had read this and it's on so Goodreads, cute. I felt major FOMO and it's, <laughs> it's going to happen soon. Yeah, I'll have to bring it for you. I also have that one in paper. Um, and then I'm reading a book that is going to be published about a week after this podcast is published. And it's called A Cosmic Kind of Love by Samantha Young. And Samantha Young is a long time, like, romance author. She's written in, like, super angsty stuff. She's written, like, cutesy romance, rom-com style, all of that. I think this one is more rom-com style. So our main character, the female main character, is a high-end, like, events planner in New York City. And she is planning the event of a very well-known socialite um, to her, obviously, her fiancé, who is more artistic and wildly different from her. Um, And so she's asked them to sort of send her mood boards, basically, of what they feel like their event could be like so that she could figure out how to mish them together. And the... Uh, bride-to-be sends her access to these videos that were sent to her by an astronaut from about a year ago or so and the video seems to suggest that Darcy and this astronaut were romantically involved at the time of these videos 
And she's sort of falling in love with him a little bit by watching these videos. And I'm sort of just a little bit into it, seeing where it goes. She hasn't disappointed me, so I feel like it's going to be a good one. It has pretty good pre-reviews at present, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think it comes out the third week in October, something like that. Uh, might be the 18th, something like that. Books usually come out on Tuesdays, in case people yes. didn't know. In um, traditional Big Five publishers. Yeah. Um, and this one is a traditionally published. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. I don't know if it's going to be like a weird time traveling thing. Like, I don't know if there's, if it's like the lake house, Keanu Reeves, like Sandra Bullock vibe. I'm not sure what's happening, but I like it. Even if it doesn't have that. But like in my heart, it does. So. I also have an advanced reader copy of that one, and I didn't even look at the synopsis, the blurb. I was like, oh, Samantha Young, click. And cute title. And A the Cosmic co- Kind of Love. The it's cover cute. has the, like, Saturn planet, yep. and they're sitting on the rings. It's cute. Like, super cute. It's so. very cute. And, yeah, so get into that one. <laughs> I, I will sometime soon, because, you know, I have to. So what have you been watching? I have been watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the oh. latest season on Prime. Uh, if you're into like kind of witty comedian kind of style set in this I believe it's in the 60s currently it starts in the 50s so doesn't it yes. late 50s I'm always awful with yeah. saying the time anyways it's, it's very stylistic and beautiful though. yes it's very beautiful <laughs> um Mrs. Maisel ends up becoming a comedian with one of her bits where she um she and her husband will not be together any longer, and she ends up getting up on stage drunk and makes this <laughs> hilarious bit, and people record it. And so she ends up becoming not necessarily a famous comedian, but it's this a whole... A bookable comedian. Yes. yes. And her family is Jewish, and they're like kind of higher society Jewish in New York, so they don't approve of her being mm. a comedian in the nightclubs. Yes. And Shame, shame. Yes. And <laughs> it's just, it's funny. It makes me laugh. Um, not a big, not as big of a fan of the latest season thus far. It's been a little more drama than funny. Than you were into, like, but, yeah. But still good. Still accessible and acceptable. That's nice. what I, acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also watching something on Prime. So I watched season three of Making the Cut this week. And so Making the Cut is hosted by Heidi Klum and it has Tim Gunn and you think to yourself, this is Project Runway. It's not Project Runway. They have designers from like all over the world. Their prize is much bigger. It's a million dollars and like um, their winning designs are always available on like the Amazon Making the Cut store like the next day type of thing from the episode airing. I don't like it as much as I liked old school Project Runway, but I still love watching people make stuff. Like, I don't care what you're making. I don't care if you're doing woodworking. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care if you're a fashion designer. I love watching people make stuff. I just love it. I can't stop watching. A maker at heart. Yeah. Make the things. Show me how. I know. And then I convince myself, obviously, every time I watch Project Runway or Making the Cut, that I can, like, make all the things that I am now some kind of fashion designer and or seamstress. Spoiler alert. I am not. (laughs) Well, just believe in yourself. (laughs) Sometimes it's delusion, though. So, (laughs) but anyways, I really like it. And I like seeing the designers from all over the world because they have, they do have truly different aesthetics. Because on Project Runway, they were all basically American designers. Very rarely you'd have perhaps someone who had uh, immigrated to the U.S. And, but you're still coming from a U.S. perspective in fashion. So I think, and I shouldn't tell, I shouldn't spoil it because it just happened this week. Oh, but by October, you're listening to this in October. Um, It was a winner from uh, Switzerland, I think. Hmm. And so that's really interesting. And he wasn't necessarily one I was going to choose, but they chose him and he won a million dollars and good for him. (laughs) Well, you're not a judge. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, congratulations to him. I don't know anyone's name on there. Except for Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. So I have never watched it. Yeah. Good job, everyone. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been listening to? I have just started listening to the new T. T. Kingfisher. I always mess up his last name. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it is called What Moves the Dead. It's got a very f- aesthetic y, weird looking cover with a rabbit and fungus and Your like mushroom kind of fungus. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a 
House of Usher, Edgar Allan Poe retelling. Oh, interesting. It's only about five hours. The oh, audio it's a book. short Yeah, it's a one. short little novella-y type thing. I'm very confused thus far. <laughs> I was listening to it this morning as I was making breakfast and when I was walking to work and... I'm confused. Let's just say. <laughs> Hopefully I, it comes around. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> I will put it down and I'm moving back to uh, mountaineering books. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that sounds good. I've been listening to Soft and Cozy Girls Fall Playlist on Spotify. Beautiful. Yeah. Sounds about right. So in the evenings when I take my dog for a walk, that's the playlist that I'm listening to. And it's, yeah, it's very nice. And especially when you start hearing like crunchy leaves and whatnot. I'm into it. Whatever. I know some people love summer. I'm here for fall. I'm the most basic of basic temperature people, and I'm happy as things are now. I like winter, so <laughs> I'm an odd odd duck there. I like being cozy and being at home, and then I like I like winter sports. That's fair. Yeah, but and you're in the right place for it. Well, let's exactly. Be it's a lot more pleasant here than like BC coastal gray winters it's also nice to be a winter person in a place that winter is a lot of the year yes it is many months many months long i don't mind shoveling though but i put just pop my earbuds in and listen to my audiobook and i'm good to go that's true Mm -hmm. it's so true well thank you all for joining us today if you have any questions or you want to reach out to anyone Alyssa is on instagram at cats and bookstacks and i am on twitter at what ccs but you can always just come down to the library and we'd be happy to chat with you there as well thank you so much again Alyssa, for joining us today on the podcast thank you again so much for having me and we'll see you guys next time bye